Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, here is Danielle with another episode of our Ecom Show, and today I'm here with Liran from uh, New York, US, uh, from Incrementum uh, Digital. And today we will discuss a special topic. To be honest, it's not the core area of my agency and myself, but I think that's one of the reasons why it can be interesting. So we will talk about e-commerce and uh, Amazon uh, and how to be successful with Amazon. Um, hey, Liran, how are you today? Great, thank you. Thanks for having me uh, on the show. Amazing. So before we jump into the nitty gritty, so tell us more about your story. So I guess you didn't learn it in high school or at the <laughs> university. How did you end up here where you are today? Uh, sure. Um, so I started before selling on Amazon. I was in financial services um, and actually had um, an online life insurance agency. Um, but throughout that process, I was learning internet marketing and SEO and, you know, um, how to sort of do business online. Um, in 2014, I saw a uh, course on selling. Actually, I, I was Shopify focused, um, selling e-commerce. Um, and after getting into that for a few months, I learned about Amazon FBA and um, moved over to learning how to sell on, on Amazon and Amazon e-commerce. Um, and have been selling on Amazon for the last, uh, you know, six years or so, six, seven years, uh, and, uh, learning every day as things, as things are, uh, are, you know, are consistently, uh, changing, but, you know, the opportunity I saw in 2014 was obviously, you know, the world was changing more people, uh, buying online, um, and the ability to start a business that isn't necessarily tied to you know make, making money while you sleep right it was kind of the 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 dream of, of selling products online and uh, saw the opportunity and um, yeah it's it's been uh, amazing to see the growth of it since uh, since 2014 yeah so it's been uh, almost seven years and I'm really curious what what uh, the change in the last seven years what uh, can you see how was it back then? in uh, 2014 and a few years later and how is it nowadays after the or still during the coronavirus yeah um so selling on amazon has changed a lot since 2014 um i would say that um you know in 2014 the general the the sellers were not as sophisticated and um as knowledgeable as they are today um, there wasn't as much data as there is today um, to make better decisions. And so um, definitely um, there are certain products, certain markets. It was easier to break into um, in 2014. You know, on, on Amazon, one of the things that you can build around a product um, is a review moat in a sense, right? Is is kind of the more reviews you have, the kind of more protection you have of being able to continue to sell well versus your competitor. So if you got into 
you know, a market in 2013, 2014, and have built up a lot of reviews, um, it's going to be harder for somebody else to come in today and compete, especially if it's a very competitive market. So, um, you know, you have to be better today um, than, than you had to be then. Um, also, Amazon advertising um, was not uh, important, really, 2014, 2015. Amazon really put a, started to put an emphasis on it then. And now you really have to advertise on Amazon uh, if you're a private label seller. Back then, you didn't really have to. Um, 2016, Amazon uh, stopped allowing incentivized reviews. That was a big change. So prior to 20, prior to October 2016, I can give away a thousand units of my product, um, and people will be able to write review. And as long as they wrote, I received this product in exchange for my honest review, it was allowed, and you could build up a lot of reviews. Um, today, you can't do that anymore. So um, a lot of things have have changed um, with COVID uh, last year. I saw kind of a renewed opportunity to. Um, you know, as so many other people did and got into selling on Amazon because of um, the um, fast shift of pushing kind of more people. Amazon, I think, gained 50 million new prime customers um, and the push to really push people to who didn't buy online as much or didn't buy in certain categories online like grocery or clothing or certain categories where people are still more likely to kind of go out to retail stores, push them into buying online. So um, a lot more activity, obviously, shopping online as a result of, of COVID and opportunity to launch products um, and kind of like the pie is getting bigger in a sense, right? There's more opportunity to, you know, sell products online. So um, it's evolved. I, I believe it's it's gotten more sophisticated in marketing and the, the general sellers today are more knowledgeable, more sophisticated. There's more data available. So today... In 2014, people didn't really focus on branding or building a brand as much. And today, the focus is more on building a brand, branding, creative, uh, things that 2014 were not really in the forefront of, you know, how sellers were, you know, were thinking about selling on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember last year, I could read it that in the US, Amazon hired uh, 100,000 people just after COVID started. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a sign that uh, e-commerce um, soared back then, and, and it's still it's it's been soaring, I would say, since COVID. And um, yeah, it's just amazing. The pie is, is getting bigger, as you said, and it's just enough to take a look at the stocks uh, on Nasdaq, and you can see uh, what's happening. Um, are, are reviews everything on Amazon? Uh, reviews, are, reviews are very important. Um, I mean, there's there's other aspects to it. Um, obviously, the more differentiated your product is from other products. So if you have patents or IP or, you know, um, maybe you have a celebrity endorsement right or, or something right the, the more the more of that that you have in place yes the less review becomes important but if you're selling the same product or similar very similar products then yeah reviews are very important um, and it really depends on the categories in terms of how many reviews you need to have to really become relevant and for you know a customer to consider your product it doesn't mean 
you need to have the most reviews in the market, but you need to have enough reviews for people to consider your, your product. Um, and so, yeah, reviews are very important, but um, not just the quantity of reviews, but the quality, right? Like mm-hmm. the, star, yeah. the star rating is very, is very important. So um, you're going to sell more products if you have five stars or four and a half stars than you do if you have four stars or, or three and a half stars. Um, and, and then uh, obviously the value that you're offering. So price is important. Features and benefits of a product are important as well as the creative on the page, right? How well do you position your product? You could have an amazing product, but if you are not, if your images aren't great and you haven't put a focus on the creative, nobody really knows, you know, you're not positioning your product in, in the best way. So the creative is also important. So all these things really are, are together. Um, but, um, you know, you need also so- social proof for sure on Amazon. Yeah. And on platforms, I can see it uh, every day. Uh, I could name a lot of platforms, not just Amazon, but Etsy or eBay, uh, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, even not e-commerce platforms like uh, Upwork. We, uh, my agencies on Upwork and reviews are super important because on these uh, platforms, you know, there are certain rules. You have to keep the rules and uh, it's harder to brand your products. So reviews become much more important the price as well. Uh, but of course, you try to differentiate yourself. You don't want to stand out with the price or, you know, right. I, I think you shouldn't. Um, what are the ways how you can stand out besides reviews? You mentioned the creatives. Uh, I know there are uh, Amazon advertising. Uh, I don't know much about it. How does it work? So if I want to sell on Amazon, um, how can I stand out on this platform? Sure. Um so one, obviously, I think one, it starts with a great product um, and thinking about, yeah, how you can offer more value, differentiate your product. Um, and again, it kind of depends on how many competitors are, are in the niche, um, you know, that you're competing up against. But it starts with a great product. Um, the other uh, things you need to think about on Amazon is uh, keywords um, and understanding keyword research. So really understanding, you know, the market, what are the keywords that are driving sales for the top competitors in in the niche Um, and understanding not just the top few keywords, but really having an extensive list of keyword research, making sure that your listings are uh, appealing to two audiences. One is the Amazon algorithm to understand the keywords that are important for you to show up for and to the customer who's reading the listing. Um, So SEO perspective, really important organic ranking and understanding how to show up for for keywords, Um, the creative side, um, not just images of the product that show the product, but images that sell the product. So on Amazon, it's kind of different than somebody on your website. They might be spending three, four minutes on your website looking through, but on your listing, they might be spending a minute before they might bounce or go to another listing, right? So because there's so many options. And so you really need to, and, and people don't read everything that you write in the listing. So you really need to use the images You'll see on Amazon on the better listings, sort of images that are more infographics that also share text and features and benefits of the product. Utilizing things like A-plus content on detail pages. Again, it allows you to have more images and text to as opposed to a regular description. And then leveraging um, a lot of other marketing uh, uh, things that Amazon levers that Amazon gives you, like 
building out a storefront and sending traffic. You can have a storefront that's like like a website and sending traffic to that website. The 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 Amazon storefront is the only place on Amazon where your competitors can't put an ad. Um, mm. You know, on on your detail pages everywhere else, you have you have ads from competitors. The storefront is one place that doesn't have it. There's other things available like uh, Amazon Posts, which is like social media type posts. It's free. Amazon Live. There's there's a lot of initiatives. Obviously, advertising allows you to get your product in front of customers um, as well. Um, and even when it comes to reviews, there's strategies on how to drive more reviews. There's um, every order on Amazon, you can click and uh, Amazon will send a message to the customer asking for a review. Um, you can also put inserts in your packaging that um, drive to a landing page. Maybe it's a lifetime warranty of your product or warranty. You're capturing the customer information email. You can follow up asking for a review. So it's really understanding like what are all the things that I could be doing? Um, but more, more importantly, even before launching the product, you need to understand the data on Amazon. What are the top keywords? What is the search volume? And can I compete? And what, what, where does my price need to be? What, what, you know, how do I need to position my product to compete in the first place? I would say that, you know, um, if you have a Shopify store, for example, right? If you're a person listening to this and you have a Shopify store and you have, you know, 20 products on the Shopify store, I wouldn't tell you today, go put all those 20 products on Amazon. I would tell you, understand the data on each of those products on Amazon and understand which ones are the best products, the best opportunity to bring to Amazon. And you really need to understand the data there. The good thing is that there's a lot of data on Amazon because every product has a BSR, bestseller rank. Amazon ranks every product in terms of um, kind of unit volume and changes hourly, like it changes all the time. And there's tools that allow you to extract that data and what it means. Um, and so you can understand what is the potential, um, you know, what are the sellers on page one for a keyword? How much are they selling? How many reviews do they have? You, you really need to understand the market. Um, and then, um, and not just bring a product that you think will do well or that's on your Shopify store to Amazon without understanding what it's going to take in order to have success with that product. Um, and the key is really to understand this before launching on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. And uh, so you wouldn't start with 20 products at the same time. It wouldn't make too much sense. Let's start with a few. Um, and uh, yeah, look, unless it, 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 the answer is it depends. If I had, if, um, if I had big budgets, then maybe I would. If I had a team, right? Yeah, like yeah. It, re it really depends. Um, but it, but one critical thing about Amazon is Amazon gives you a little bit more, I can say like love or benefit in the organic rankings when you're launching a new product and if you launch a new product in the right way. So if you have the if you're if you're driving sales initially, you're driving a good amount of sales and um, you have a great listing and you're optimized. You're, it's easier to actually rank for keywords in the beginning of a product because Amazon wants new products to be discovered. And also mm -hmm. there, there's a time factor in the Amazon algorithm. So there's no negative history. So if you had a product that's sitting for three months and it's not getting sales and now you want to give it a, now you want to get it to rank, it's harder than when you, if you launch a product starting out and it gets sales, which means if you launch 20 products and you don't put focus on all those products, to drive sales, then you're going to lose out on this benefit. So I would say 
I wouldn't tell you how many products to launch, but you need to make sure you're giving each one dedication, focus, money to get them going. And I would say that your generally your initial goals with launching a product on Amazon should not be the first goal should not be how do I generate a profit today? The first goal should be how do I get sales velocity and enough reviews in order for people to consider my product? And so that means, you know, again, depending on the market, you might need to think about, okay, how do I get to my my goal net right now is just to get to 100 reviews. How do I drive enough sales, which means may need coupons, better price deals, you know, um, really first driving towards sales velocity, accumulating reviews, hopefully good ones. And then you can become more relevant and, and compete in the market. And this also, again, it's different than if I'm selling on Shopify type of, you know, thinking on Shopify, you might be thinking more about, yeah, maybe I want to break even on the first sale because I have the person on the email list, right? And now I can remarket to yeah. them. So kind of similar, but a, a little bit different here. It's how can I accumulate social proof so that I can become more relevant? Yeah, really interesting because uh, it's a very different field, but YouTube and Instagram and these social media platforms, they try to push new content. And I think Amazon sounds similar. They try to push the new products. And uh, if you are successful with that, then as you said, you will have a very good uh, sales velocity and people will buy and it will exponentially catch up on the platform. But if you miss the few, the first few hours and days, it's really hard to um, get hard that to. velocity after a few weeks. It's really hard. Uh, yeah, it's definitely harder. Um, it's also hard if you launch and you sell well and you go out of stock and you're out of stock for a month and you come back in. Also, the Amazon algorithm sort of pen penalizes you for it also. Yeah. So you really need to think about also having enough inventory in place. Some of it is challenging because you might launch a product and you don't know how well it's going to do. Yet, if it does too well, it could also negatively yeah. affect you if you don't have enough stock to c continue to, to to send in and sell. Um, so there, there are some challenges there. But um, and, and if you think about it from an Amazon standpoint, a new product is likely going to be at a more aggressive price point, et cetera. Right. So like, you know, it benefits the customer, um, you know, to kind of show those, uh, you know, those new uh, those new products. So um, definitely um, focus is important on the products you're going to launch as well as understanding the data. There's lots of tools that allow you to understand the data of what's happening, uh, you know, what's happening on Amazon. Yeah, really interesting. Um, last time when we talked, then you asked me to mention one thing, which is search results on Amazon. So in the last few years, how did mm. the search results uh, change on the platform? Yeah, so that's definitely one thing that uh, continues to change and has changed a lot. So, you know, when I started selling 2014, you know, page one was mostly organic, you know, search results. There may have been four ads, you know, on, on page one. Um, today, there might be 10 ad placements on page one. Um, the There's a lot more new ad types that weren't there before. So, for example, you might have the first row of four products being ads. Um then you might have some organic results. Now today underneath that, you might have a video ad. Video ads take up significantly more space, especially on desktop. They take up the space of four listings, what would have been listings. And so 
um, again, that's that's an ad, um, and it just takes up it takes up space. Um, you have other things that are not ads and are not organic, but are um, other things that Amazon will show you, like something called editorial recommendations, which Amazon allows like publishers essentially, like who are affiliates, to write content on based on keywords. So if I'm searching for uh, an iPhone case, I might have an article that says, you know, best iPhone cases by some kind of publisher, you know, a third party publisher, and they'll write, you know, um, best value. So they'll give a few recommendations, best value, or toughest, you know, case, strongest case, and they might give some, so that that takes up more space. So there's definitely and, and there's other things that Amazon features Amazon's choice products. And so there's definitely been this, um, you know, evolution of less organic and more paid spots on the page um, and or 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 not just more paid, but also less organic because because of other things that are showing up or things that are taking up a lot of space, which, again, has driven um, and has kind of forced brands to spend more money on Amazon advertising and to show up because, you know, maybe you used to be on page one, but now you're not on page one anymore because there's less, less organic spots. Um, so um, definitely again, in 2014, 15, you did not have to advertise. Um, and also what's happened too in the last year really is a lot of the cost per click has also increased on Amazon. So we've, okay. we've seen, we've seen this year, kind of like a, a steady rise uh, of cost per clip, click um, across our clients in January of this year, the average cost per click was 78 cents. Um, most of that is in the U S market. Um, and in uh, May was like a dollar 10. So, um, you know, like a 30% increase in cost per click. And that's happening for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, more competition, um, bigger, bigger dollars coming into Amazon, brick and mortar, traditional companies who have sold a lot through brick and mortar and saw sales go down as a result of COVID spending more money on digital. Um, so, um, definitely been a lot of changes, you know, in the last six years, but also a lot of changes in, in the last year. At the same time, there are more ad types and more ad opportunities, um, to show up, um, and get in front of more customers. So if you, you know, are skilled and know how to leverage the advertising platform or the uh, available um, marketing levers for you, um, then, you know, there are ways that you can, you know, there are advantages that you will have over, you know, over competitors. Um, even one of those things like the editorial recommendations, you know, there are PR companies that help you kind of get those placements as well, right? So understanding the ecosystem and the marketing uh, that's available to you is, uh, is important. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Um, so my agency mostly works with Shopify brands. We have some big commerce, WooCommerce clients as well, but they, they are mostly on Shopify. And I know some of them, they started their Amazon branch. And, uh, on the other hand, we also have brands who just started out with Shopify. They came to us to get help and, uh, they are already big on Amazon seven, eight figure per month or year uh, businesses on Amazon. And uh, I, I can definitely see a gap between the two words. And uh, what would you recommend to, um, to those brands who are big on Shopify? They have a solid brand. 
They are good at own, uh, owned marketing channels. They have their huge email list, their data on Facebook ads or Google, and they want to start with Amazon. What should they do first? You already mentioned a few things, how to launch products, how yep. to do some research, but what else they should uh, think about? Yeah. So the good thing is, and the big benefit for those brands is that um, they probably they probably have search volume for their brand name on Amazon. That's something that I, I would check and look into. Um, because generally what we see is that when um, when a brand is doing is driving outside traffic and either to Amazon or to their storefront, that people are also searching for that brand on Amazon. So, you know, I see an ad for a product on Instagram. I'm an Amazon Prime customer. I go to Amazon and see if it's there. I want to read the reviews. I want to I want to buy there if it's if it's available and if you know if the price is is competitive. Um, I I probably want to buy the product there if I'm an Amazon Prime customer. So there's search volume already for the brand name. So one I would look into that, um, and I would I would look not just a search volume for the brand name, but search volume for brand name plus other things people are searching for. Right. So you know, brand name plus vitamin C serum or right brand name plus like what they're searching for. Um, the first thing I'd recommend is just being well represented on Amazon in, in the first place. Um, even if you're not going to make a big push to acquire new customers off the Amazon channel that are not buying on that don't know about you. Um, you know, if you have people, sometimes if you're on Shopify, maybe if you're in retail or have other distribution channels, you'll find resellers getting a hold of your products and creating listings and your brand doesn't look very good on the platform. So I would advise you to have brand registry and to take control of the brand and to be able to just number one, be very well represented on, on Amazon, have great listings, creative, etc., So that when people are searching the brand name, you are there, you're getting those sales instead of either not getting those sales or somebody else getting those sales. So, you know, because, when you run an ad on, on social media um, and somebody's searching for the brand name on Amazon, if you're not there, they may go to your site to buy or they may not, right? Like me, unless I really, really want the product, um, not, I'm good. I'm going to go to the website if it's on Amazon. But if I'm just like, okay, I'd like to get it, but like if it's on Amazon, I'll buy it. And if not, like I, I won't buy it, then you're going to lose those kind of people that, um, yeah. you know, aren't going to buy. So, you want to be well represented. Um, I would recommend using Amazon FBA because Amazon, you'll be eligible for Prime. Prime, And then from there, I think it's really deciding which products, you know, make sense to try to make a bigger push on those products to also acquire new customers that don't know your brand um, that are just searching for category keywords, not branded keywords, um, you know flagship type keywords related to your product and if you can if you can compete um not every brand on shopify can compete on amazon because of price um so we have you know uh i know somebody that we we work with um some of their products sell really well on amazon but some of their products don't sell so well on amazon because of the price and they don't want to lower the price on amazon because they don't want um to hurt their Shopify sales, right? And hurt their mm -hmm. market on Shopify. So you need to understand the market and which of your products are the ones that you don't wanna just be there for the branded traffic and sales, but but can you also drive new to brand customers as a result of 
um, category type searches? And are you are you competitive? Can you compete? If if you can compete, um, then from there, then I would then put in place other strategies like you know Amazon advertising and you know driving uh, you know using 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 additional marketing levers within Amazon to drive new new to brand customers. Um, at very at the very worst cases, you, you should be running ads against your brand name to make sure that you show up on branded, you know, on those branded uh, searches. Yeah. So basically, these brands should start out, or or they should think about Amazon such as a as a search platform, similarly to Google. Um, people go there and they search for the brand, and you want to be found there. That can be a good start. Um, we had a brand and they have a they have a big brand in Japan and Sweden uh, as a brick and mortar fashion store and they just opened their shopify business and uh, they had 50,000 uh, visitors a month then i asked them okay so do you run ads or or how people go to the website and the founder told me that it's purely organic and uh I was like, okay, so people know you very well. And uh, that's amazing. That's a great start for your Shopify store. And uh, sounds like it can be very similar for an Amazon uh, yeah. type of business as well. Uh, especially if you have a great brand on Shopify or even brick and mortar, then people will uh, search for you on Amazon. And, Definitely. Uh, you Definitely. Will have traffic. We, had, um, we have uh, a client that... Um... Um, they were actually on Shark Tank this season, and um, they were when they came to us. They were already on Shopify. They already had you know hundred thousand plus followers on their on their Instagram. They did a great job, mainly like one product. Um, and when they came to Amazon, they already had six seven thousand plus searches a month related to their brand name. So yeah. what happened was we launched a product, and in the first month they did a hundred thousand dollars in sales on this product and a lot of it was on branded traffic but what happened was they converted so well and the listing was optimized for keywords etc that they started getting um ranking for category keywords too of people who didn't know the brand mm -hmm. uh and you know now they're now they're a couple hundred you know but two hundred thousand plus a month on this product on amazon and yes some of that comes from branded but now they also have new customers um, that they acquired and it was, it, but it was, it was the basis of it was kind of built off the branded traffic that they already had, having great listing keywords, uh, optimized and, and then utilizing that to also show up. And they were able to do it with very small amount of ad spend on Amazon. They just converted so well. Um, and they had such great reviews. They built up, uh, I think now they have, you know, a couple thousand re reviews that they built up, um, in less than, in less than a year on the product. Um, and they kind of became their between number one, number two, consistently in, in the in the category for this for this particular product. Um, and it was all built off the fact that they had first done a really good job on building out their audience, uh, you know, on social media and through through their Shopify store. Um, and I don't think it hurt any of their Shopify sales. Um, so you yeah. know, they're they've grown overall and they've launched new products and just everything is much easier for them. Then somebody who launches on Amazon without without that because you know they have that branded uh, traffic, um, so um, it's a great opportunity for people that are in Shopify if they have that to come come onto to the Amazon platform. 
Yeah, you mentioned uh, a few times that uh, there is a fear that Amazon will hurt their Shopify business, their brand. So do you encounter this fear many times? Uh, brand owners, they come up with this or? or I mean, I understand the fear. I understand the fear. And, and you know, they, uh, I think there's there's some truth to it when you have a product that you're selling, you have amazing margins on Shopify and on Amazon, you know, so, so this customer that we had, she had a um, supplement business and this one product she had was a vitamin C serum um, that she sells on her Shopify store for like $35, $40. But on Amazon, yeah. you can find this product for $10, $15. Um, maybe it's not as good quality, but the reviews are good. And so you just can't compete with that product. And of course, if she wanted to compete, she would have to lower her price on Amazon, which could hurt the Shopify sales for that product if people are really finding out mm-hmm. like, hey, it's a lot cheaper on Amazon. So to me, in that case, that's not a that's not a product I would really focus on for Amazon in terms of really putting marketing dollars behind that product. I would focus on other products where you are more price, you know, competitive. Um, so I think you need to just think about your pricing strategy. Generally, I think that, you know, Amazon customers are Amazon customers and those that are not Amazon prime or don't like Amazon, you know, on websites and that you're not like hurting yourself by being on multiple channels. I think, I think the answer is the, you want to be where the customer is Um, whether that's in retail or Shopify or checking out on Instagram or Amazon or Walmart or Etsy, right. You want to be where the, where the customer is and focus on where you can get, where you can drive the most, the most sales for your, for your business. Um, I, I don't think that this erodes, but I do think you need to think about which products make sense, pricing strategy um, and what your goal is from being on Amazon. Is it to capture the branded traffic? Is it to get new customers? And, you know, how do you do that? Well, yes, while not hurting your, you know, off Amazon sales uh, as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, mo- it's mostly about the platform itself. So certain people they buy on Amazon only. Uh, Prime right. customers. When I was in the US, I always used Amazon as well. Others they just Google it, or uh, there is impulse buying on Facebook, Instagram as well. So yeah, or maybe the elderly they just go to a brick and mortar store. So they are just used to that platform or way of shopping. Um, and it's really hard to transition them. Um, so, you know, our, our agency, my agency, uh, our core service is email marketing. And with uh, Amazon brands, um, those who are huge on Amazon, it's always an issue that uh, how we could uh, collect an email list. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm curious if there is any tricks, hacks uh, on this. Is yep. it possible? Uh, what are yep. your thoughts about that? Yep. Definitely possible. Um, so the best way to create an email list off the Amazon customer is to develop a relationship with the develop a relationship with the customer. So how do you develop a relationship with the customer? Because Amazon doesn't give you any of their data, really. Um, yeah especially if you're doing FBA and Amazon's doing doing the shipping. So the best way to do that is through a product insert in the packaging that gives some type of reason why somebody would want to go to a landing page, a many chat list, a text list, whatever it is that you're going to use um, that will give them incentive to give you their information. 
So if I'm selling, um, you know, if I'm selling a product, maybe that's $50, $75, $100 plus, maybe offering an extra one-year warranty or a lifetime warranty. Um, you know, go here and register your, your warranty. Maybe it's offering, maybe if I'm selling a, a supplement, um, it's offering your next bottle for free. Uh, if you go and uh, go to this landing page and, you know, give us your email um, or maybe it's a coupon or, or something, something depend, depending on what your your offering is. Um, so I think that's the best way to build an email list, you know, off of uh, off of Amazon. We have a customer. Um, I have a customer that sells um, coffee um, and he gives a, a, a they give a free they give a really good incentive, a coffee cup and espresso cup and a spoon um, and some samples of their other coffee flavors. Um, and they've built a massive email list, uh, 15,000 people, you know, um, from their, from their Amazon sales. So it's definitely possible. Um, and then, and then, yes, they do. Then they do email marketing, you know, to, to that customer. Um, and then they can choose at that point, right? Do I want to send them to Amazon? Do I want to send them to our website? Like let, let them kind of shop wherever, but now they have, they do have more ownership and direct relationship and communication with, with the customer. It's much easier for launching new products and, you know, for, um, for doing a lot of things. So that's the best way, um, to do it. There are some services. I, I think it's more of a gray area, um, on, on whether it's allowed or not really, but there are services that, will uh, Amazon will give you still some data name and address um, reporting on for the last like 30 days for customers. And there are services mm-hmm. that are used like data append that will try to find like publicly available information based on those names and addresses to get emails. But um, I happen to think just the email list is uh, the, the insert process and in offering a really good reason for somebody to go to your landing yeah. page is the best way to to build an email list. How about sending a postcard to those addresses, by the way? Um, I've seen sellers do this. Um, I haven't necessarily seen that this is like super successful. It's also a gray area on, yeah. are you allowed to do that? Are you not allowed to do that? People people do it. Um, I, I, I think I think an insert will, will do better for you in terms okay. of, the results with with an incentive but yeah there are people who who will also do like the the postcard you know uh marketing i had a friend of mine that recently did it and he gave uh, a coupon for 70 percent off anything in his store and it got very little results you know um okay so, so yeah i think you can i think you you might have to test what's going to work as the incentive for the postcard yeah. on, you know on the marketing um but um you know like a qr code on the insert you know, probably probably the best way when they're opening up that package to get them to, um, you know. Um, so I, I I just bought a product, um, and it basically had you know yeah get a five dollar gift card and it had a QR code right right inside and on the packaging and stuff uh, of the product and so and it was big. Um, so to me, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, just a few episodes ago, I talked to uh, Kieran from the UK. He has an agency there and he also said that QR codes are becoming huge nowadays. And uh, yeah, you can put them on the packaging. People can read it by uh, with, with their phones and then 
they can uh, go to landing page they can uh, use gift cards they they can uh, maybe download a guide uh, about the beauty product and it all works uh, great and uh, you can ask for their email address so the whole thing can be connected and it's also a kind of experience for them uh, I think yeah. it's, it's just nice yeah. yeah and this is also uh, you know for Amazon sellers but getting their email also um, first of all getting them to go to the landing page you can ask them also how was your experience with the product you can send them to give a review um, so you're getting the email, you're potentially getting a easier way to get a, get a review. If yeah. they had a problem with the product, you can proactively try to solve it so that they don't give you a negative review, send them a replacement or, you know, refund or, or whatever, right. To solve the issue. So, yeah. um, lots of benefits to having that direct communication, um, you know, with, uh, with the customer. And also people will tell you what they like about a product, what they don't like about the product, right? Like you can survey your audience on what what they would like next, right? There's just a lot of things you can do with it that uh, yeah. you can't do otherwise. Exactly. And it happens after the purchase or after they get the product, which is the best moment to yes. uh, communicate with them and yeah. engage them. So Definitely. I I have only one more question. So sure. if, you, if somebody has a uh, Shopify brand now and they are thinking about Amazon, then what you would recommend uh, to them? Um, if they have a Shopify brand now and they're thinking about Amazon, um, first thing I would recommend is um, use a tool like Helium 10. Um, there's something called X-Ray within Helium 10, a Chrome extension, and check your branded traffic. See if people are searching your product on Amazon, number one. Um, number two, then look at your products and start understanding, uh, again, using tools like, like Helium 10, start understanding the marketplace what are the sales for people around the main keywords what are what are the sales potential how many reviews does your competition have start digging into the the data um and you know uh learn there's a lots there's also lots of you know podcasts like like yours and um i have a podcast that, that mainly talks about amazon and there's lots of stuff on youtube and you know um start learning and getting into the ecosystem there's tons of facebook groups um, follow people in the space and start to kind of learn more about Amazon. If that's something you're interested in, obviously you can also hire people to, to help you, but you know, I think you kind of want to understand the ecosystem, understand your competitors. What do things look like? Can you compete with your products? Do you have branded searches? Um, and what products make the most sense to, you know, to start out with? Um, I would say that if you're going to go into Amazon, you have to do it right. So I wouldn't do it like halfway like maybe it'll work. I'll put up one image of my product. Like, no, you got to have a great listing. You got to like do it as good as it can be to give you the full opportunity to, you know, to, um, to do well um, on the platform. Don't test it at 50% of, of the effort um, and, and yeah. then wait for the results and then, and then invest if, if, if it works, because it may not work because you, you, you put in 50% of the effort. Um, so do analysis, look at the data, and understand which which of your products have potential, um, you know, to, um, to to sell on Amazon. Yeah, thank you, Liren. Um, yeah, so I don't have more questions. Thanks a lot for sharing all of your knowledge uh, with with the audience, and thanks for the listeners. As you already know, many of you every Thursday we come out with a new episode we try to invite interesting guests and talk about exciting topics 
so stay tuned and uh, thanks again, everyone. Uh, thanks, Liren. Thank you so much for having me on. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.